Welcome to the Optimize Law Firm podcast. I'm Patrick Carver with Constellation Marketing, and I'm thrilled to have Jaden Doy on today. And he is the founder and CEO of Prestige Accounting. They specialize in helping law firm owners increase their profits and run a more enjoyable practice. And um, Instantly connected with Jaden over a couple of things that I think we share in our philosophy with our businesses. Um, first, he provides specialized guidance just for law firms. So very much, very similar to what we do in that, you know, we really want to focus on just law firms and, and be the best at it. He is the same. And he's also not just a regular CPA. And what I mean by that is he thinks about his clients' business success. Uh, as opposed to just filing their taxes and and doing their books. So welcome and uh, really excited to have you. So tell us a little bit more about Prestige and how you got started uh, working with attorneys. Absolutely. So um, Prestige Accounting Solutions, we started back in 2019. And I started Prestige because I saw that the market definitely was calling for more than what most CPAs offer. Most CPAs just talk to their accounts, uh, their, their clients rather, uh, around tax time. And unfortunately, especially lawyers, they need much more assistance throughout the year with things such as hire, how to hire profitably, how to make sure that you even have project for cash flow so you can verify that you will have enough money to pay this person over the next 90 days as they're getting acclimated to your systems before they really start generating a profit in your firm. Um, what type of thing, uh, how do we measure profitability as it pertains to marketing efforts? So, so many different things that lawyers need throughout the year in addition to IOTA accounting, because as many know, um, IOTA accounting is probably the number two thing that gets lawyers disbarred um, or complaints to the bar rather, and thousands of lawyers lose their license every year due to um, not properly managing their IOTA funds. So we make sure that they can keep their license because we believe that lawyers are like superheroes. They hate, they help citizens uh, be protected as it pertains to relations with the government, police force, and many times insurance companies. So you know, we have a soft spot for attorneys, and that's one of the main reasons why we love working with them. That's great. And I really like your story about getting started um, just in the business, how you kind of got to Atlanta, because um, I think a lot of, you know, I think it resonates with law firm owners, a lot of law firm owners, because, you know, they're leaving a, a firm starting their own, going out, taking on a lot of risk. And so I think someone like yourself really understands their journey and can help them plan uh, appropriately when it comes to financial matters. Yeah, I mean, I started, I, I, you know, the Drake song started from the bottom. Now we hear that song was specifically about me. Uh, when I moved to Atlanta, I moved to Atlanta many years ago, maybe eight years ago at this point, but I moved to Atlanta two weeks after graduating college with no family, no friends, and no job. So I was just determined to make it work, and I figured out where I would live during my 13-hour drive down from Maryland. 
And when it came to starting my CPA firm, I really didn't have much assistance. I didn't have any mentors. I didn't have a lot of startup capital. All I had was the last paycheck from my job, honestly. And so three years later, having a million dollar firm, it just goes to show that when you are very particular and determined to live a life of abundance, you can have that. And having humble beginnings is okay. There's nothing wrong with not having the Donald Trump story of having a million dollar loan from your father. That's okay. But just because you start at one place doesn't mean you have to, you have to stay at that one place. Absolutely. And so we're coming up on really important time of the year, uh, tax time. And what would you say as to why lawyers need to care about tax planning? Because I think for not only a lot of lawyers, but a lot of business owners, and I see it, you know, with marketing agencies, there's, there's just really not a lot of thought put into tax planning besides, I know I have to pay taxes and so yeah, I'm gonna get get somebody to help me with it. But I don't hear a lot of proactive activity throughout the year, and you know, and think of it really, um, you know, from a strategic perspective that can affect your, you know, what your take home is. Um, why do you feel like, you know, what what would you say to lawyers about why they should be caring about tax planning? Well. What you don't want to do is be in a situation where you're stuck with a large tax bill and you have to take unreal, um, undesirable modes and methods in order to pay that tax bill. So let me give you an example. Um, a lot of times when people file their tax return and they have not made estimated tax payments, they're stuck with a five-figure tax bill. And in addition to that, they have to pay interest and penalties. So now you're not on the, you're on the naughty list, as they say, with the IRS. So it makes it more difficult to advocate on your behalf should you need to have some penalties and interest waived in the future because you're not showing good faith in your payment history. The second one being the fact that you're going to be charged penalties and interest. So if you don't make the required estimated tax payments, if you don't pay enough, then the government will actually penalize you for that. And we don't want to have to pay the government any more than we should, right? Um, in addition to that, now let's say you have a $10,000, a $15,000 tax bill and that you didn't anticipate for. Now, this is if you have to pay that out of your operating account, that is going to really halt your cash flow for some time. You might even consider taking a loan. So um, for people who a lot of people go into business, unfortunately, with money traumas that they've had from their personal life from before being an entrepreneur. So instead of sitting down, pausing and strategizing, they panic and then they just act fast and don't and don't take the best action. So I've seen it where people will literally take out a predatory loan with a high interest rate to pay their taxes that has a low interest rate. It doesn't make any sense. Now you're paying more than you need to. And now you have this monthly payment going out that's taking thousands of dollars out of your bank account each month because you just wanted to get it off. You just wanted to be done with it. Well, sometimes it's worth having that having that liability last a little longer and you slowly but surely getting on a payment plan so that you can chip away at that balance and doing better with uh, strategizing in the future. 
And last but not least, if you're not tax planning, if you're not proactively working with your CPA or a CPA that specializes in tax planning, you're most likely paying overpaying the IRS because there are certain strategies and um, certain deductions that you can take in the tax year. If you wait until the year is over, there's many things that you're going to be missing out on and your CPA will only be able to assist you in a limited capacity. And we're going to get to some of those deductions, credits, strategies, because that's, uh, you know, just from my own experience, what I was missing out on and, uh, you know, benefited greatly once I kind of put some attention into it. What would you, what do you think is, you know, the core reason why working with someone like yourself who specializes in law firms is better than, say, somebody down in that H&R block? Oh, well, for one, uh, this is a, you know, a, a 30 minute podcast, just so you know. So. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So honestly, uh, a lot of the uh, H&R Block, Jackson Hewlett, those people are seasonal tax preparers, um, oftentimes even students. So you're dealing with somebody with limited capacity. And, and um, outside of that spectrum, um, let's say you're going to, you know, your friend that does taxes uh, for one quarter of the year, and then the rest of the year, they're working at KFC. That person most likely doesn't have a licensure like a CPA. Therefore, that person um, doesn't have to uphold, well, doesn't feel the need to uphold certain type of rules. And those people are more likely to take unethical deductions and credits than a person that actually has a license to uphold. So I've seen tax returns with um, kids that came out of nowhere, don't belong to the taxpayer. I've seen tax returns with, um, with solar panel, window credits, stuff that just didn't make sense. Um, I've seen it where tax preparers just put um, 50,000 miles, even though the person worked from home and never goes to meet with clients. And they do these things because they, they in their mind, their incentive is to get you a large tax refund so that you can return. Okay. For me, I want to reduce your tax liability as, as much as legally possible, but I you know, whatever you're paying me is not worth me losing my license or going to jail. Makes sense. And is it too late to do some of that tax planning this year? I know we're getting kind of, you know, late in the season. It's one of the reasons I wanted to get, uh, have this conversation with you so that uh, hopefully, you know, could kind of jumpstart some people to take some steps. What do you think? Is it too late? Um, I mean, it's not too late until 11.59 or 12.31, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so um, I, I will say this. I will say don't wait till the last minute. I mean, most people are going to wait until the last two weeks of December, but guess what? Accounting professionals most likely will be on vacation. They're going to be mentally preparing themselves for the, uh, the, the tax season that awaits them, and they won't have time to talk to you the last week of December. So yeah. the earlier, the better. Uh, with my firm, I believe that tax planning and tax season is all year. So mm -hmm. when people ask me like in November, oh, you guys must be slow right now. No, we're always busy.
always busy. And um, it really it really speaks to the level of service that we give our clients. Like every quarter, we, we redo their tax plan based off of the numbers because income fluctuates, you know? Uh, and when you're working with a CPA that specializes in your industry, they understand the ebbs and flows. They understand the difference between a retainer versus a flat fee. I'm going to give you a quick example. I had a client who I helped save over $100,000 in taxes, and I'm not exaggerating because this person was in the top tax bracket, and they had over $300,000 improperly coded to income, which was actually retainers. And as you know, retainers are not classified as income until those legal fees are earned, you've built the client and transfer that money from your IOTA account to the operating account. <clears throat> so this person, if they were being cheap and went to H&R Block, they would have pay, overpaid the IRS over $100,000. And right. just by um, contacting us in the fourth quarter, we were able to clean up their books, give them a tax plan, and, and they're still a client to this day. That's awesome. And I mean, I can speak from personal experience that having somebody who knows the intimate parts of an industry of your your workflow your your day to day is infinitely better because even if you're not getting someone that works at H and R Block or you know it, it, you have somebody who is a maybe high end accountant right but if they're a generalist they're not going to know those little nuanced uh, pieces of information that go to inform your your tax preparation and your your overall business you know success or business um help and you know we've talked about like iota we've talked about some of this other stuff that i think average accountants may know a little bit about but they don't have a working practical knowledge of it and by working with folks who specialize in agency uh, taxes for myself i mean we've gone from paying you know way over probably what we needed to to doing twenty thirty thousand dollars in tax credits and you know different strategies that we're doing and so um i can you know absolutely speak to the the value of it and um now i kind of want to transition to some of the uh you know i think the 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 big benefit of part of this conversation which is um you've got a ton of the of tax strategies um, business planning strategies, you know, that go into taxes. And I think you're going to share a few with us, which I'm very, very uh, excited about. I think everybody will be really thankful for. Um, talk to us a little bit about some of these tax strategies that you recommend specifically for lawyers and kind of what, what their value is. And um, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Okay, sure. So yeah, I could give you, uh, I could give you maybe like four examples and also give a quick little story with them. So the first, the first example is, let's say you are a firm owner and you have not actually paid your estimated taxes throughout the year. You talk to your CPA in November or December and they'd say, hey, guess what? You're going to have a tax bill of $15,000 even after implementing these tax saving strategies, and we need to figure out a way to get an influx of cash flow in order to pay that bill before January 15th to uh, make sure that you don't get any type of underpayment penalties. Mm -hmm. So what I actually had to do was I helped my IP attorney client develop a strategy to which this was maybe two years ago, um, when the USPTO fees were going to increase. So we developed a flat fee package to where people could lock in the rate 
for that current year, 2020, um, if they paid in full by uh, in, in the month of December. And so this person was able to bring in an extra $20,000 mm. um, that month so that they had the money to pay their pay their estimated taxes and right. still have some money to flow through to the next month. Um, another smart. another strategy would be hiring um, hiring family members. So particularly okay. hiring a spouse. Let's start there. So with a client of mine, I had a their, they had a their spouse worked in the school system. So the school system job, and the only reason why they were taking this underpaid job was because of the health care and uh, benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So we developed a strategy to where that the spouse would quit working at the um, quit working this at the school system. They would work in the firm and they would get a salary of $100,000. Now, this is an additional $100,000 deduction on the business. Now, the other, upgrade, I would mm -hmm, say. the other benefit is that this, this person now, both of them could contribute $25,000 to a SEP IRA because mm -hmm. they're because both of their salaries are um, $100,000, okay? So that's an additional $50,000 in deductions. Um, and it will help in the long term, it will help the firm grow because we developed a plan to where it's not, they're just not getting paid $100,000 to answer the phones. They're getting paid $100,000 to do development, cultivate referral relationships. And that, uh, that firm, saw a six-time return on investment. They made an additional $600,000 the following year based off of that one strategy that I had given them. In addition awesome. to that, when, when you hire a uh, family, remember, uh, there are certain employee benefits that if you offer your employees, your other employees, you can also offer that spouse. So let's say you have a medical reimbursement plan. And let's say that your spouse has very expensive um, health, uh, health costs. Now, instead of personally paying $10,000 for these health, health benefits, you could possibly have that deducted on the business side as an employee deduction. I mean, as a uh, as a tax deduction for yeah. the health care health reimbursement. So those are some strategies. And then the last one is hiring children. So depending on what state you're in, please talk to an employment lawyer. I'm not an employment lawyer. And anything I say here today is only for education purposes. It's not tax advice. Please consult your CPA as well. OK, don't try to sue me because you'll lose. OK, I, I feel like you got that. You, you've said that before. You, you know it. Uh... <laughs> I have to say it every single time, every single time. But um, hiring children. So so um, I actually have, you know, I help clients in whatever state, not just Georgia. So I have a client in uh, New Mexico, actually, and we hire three of their children. So each one of them will be getting a salary of $12,000 for the year. And that $12,000 times three children times their effective tax rate is going to save them an additional $11,520 in taxes. And you'll be teaching your children um, a reward system, teaching them, you know, hard work pays off. You're teaching, you're showing them the behind the scenes and owning and running a business. So now once they get on their own, they'll have some hands-on experience in running and working in a business and working with other people. So you're getting them set up from, for success from day one. So those are just some various strategies that I uh, implemented with my clients.
That's awesome. And I, I feel like you've got a lot more in the, that we're only touching the the tip of the iceberg with it. Absolutely. Um, I think something maybe that I didn't, maybe it's just me, but I imagine others out there uh, have a question about difference between deductions and credits, because mm-hmm. something that I've pursued in our business pretty aggressively over the past two years is credits. Right. Uh, because in Georgia, there are some unique credits that are available. Uh, we also use the like research and development credit, things like that for, you know, that are specifically uh, available to, to marketing agencies. But maybe you could just talk a little bit about that, that difference. And, um, you know, and if there are any, you know, specific examples you have in mind, you know, where somebody's used a credit for a law firm or something, that would be awesome to hear about. Absolutely. So um, we actually had a client um, who took the strategy I gave them with hiring kids, and they also created a 529 plan. So in Georgia, you can get a tax credit for um, contributing to a 529 plan. And let me explain the difference between a deduction and a credit. Yeah. So you start with your income, right? Deductions are things such as expenses that lower your gross income to get you to your taxable income. From your taxable income, your tax is actually determined, okay? So we have a a tier tax system. So, you know, your first 12,000 may be taxed at this rate, 12 to 40, you know, things of that nature. So from your taxable income, your tax, your tax is actually determined. Tax credits reduce your tax liability. So a $10,000 tax credit, if you have a tax liability of $15,000, will result in you only owing $5,000. So credits are definitely way better than deductions. Um, And in Georgia, you have the 529 plan, and you also have the Georgia goal. Uh, I love the Georgia goal because you are contributing to a fund to where um, children can get scholarships. I actually have a client whose children go to private school and the goal scholarships make it so that they can actually go to that school because they they don't really have the, uh, they may not have the income. Many kids may not have the income to afford that private school tuition, but because right. of the Georgia Goal um, Scholarship Fund, they're actually able to give back to the community so that these children can get a higher level of education. And there's, so, what I've learned just, you know, with items like that, with the goal, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're obviously in Georgia, but stuff like that exists in lots of states, right? And it's not widely known. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned is just go out there and research, talk with somebody like yourself who really understands the nuance of of that specific location, not only location, but also industry, because you're, you're getting kind of the best of both worlds, because I didn't know about half the stuff that I do, or I mean, any of the stuff that I, I know about now when I was talking with a generalist uh, CPA, they just didn't know what was going on in Georgia. They didn't know what was going on with marketing agencies. So I think there's a huge value uh, with you know someone like yourself. Absolutely. 
Cool. So I think I don't want to keep you too long, but this has been awesome. I think uh, I picked up a lot of really good stuff and a couple things that I jotted down as, you know, takeaways for me for this is number one, hire someone who understands law firms. Uh, the, the one of maybe the biggest step you can do is get the right people in place, especially with your money should not be an afterthought should not be something that, you know, on in first of December, you're going and, uh, hiring somebody at H and R block. It really does pay, uh, in a big way to get somebody who understands IOTA understands the you know retainer aspect, all of that. The second is plan year round that tax season. And, you know, I'm number one guiltiest person about procrastinating, but uh, the more you can put in time earlier in the year and think about it as just as an ongoing uh, practice, the better off you're going to be. And then finally is don't do the bare minimum as far as just hiring a CPA, not learning about the tax code, not learning about credits, not learning about uh, these different things, because ultimately what I found is I was leaving a ton of money on the table. And just, I think, by virtue of hiring someone who understands law firms, you, you'll you get a lot of that back. But I know, at least for, for me, taxes seem so difficult, and I would never understand the, the tax code. And what I've, I've found over time is that if I put in just a little bit of extra effort on helping myself learn about it, asking my CPA questions, uh, I get it, it becomes a lot more valuable, that relationship where I can save a lot of money. So I don't know if you had any other uh, anything else that you, you know, you feel like maybe we missed or just, you know, you would advise for uh, law firm owners uh, as they they come up on on tax time this year. Um, the only thing that that I want people to to understand is tax planning is very, very valuable, especially once you get past six figures in your business, which is very easy to get $100,000 is not difficult. You know, that the more money you make, the more valuable it is. And understand, yes, it may, it may come as a shocker as how much it costs. You know, sometimes I've seen tax plans cost $5,000, $10,000, dollars But I've always seen when there, where there's a return on investment. So if you pay five thousand, but you save thirty thousand dollars in taxes, right. that sounds pretty good to me. I don't know anywhere else where you can get a six uh, six time return on your investment. And if you know some place where I could put five thousand dollars and get thirty, please let me know. Please send That's me. That's what a I'm saying message. because we deal with the same exact same thing where you know we're trying to communicate. Hey, you put in. $3,000, you're paying us $3,000 per month, but guess what? Yeah. We got you 25,000 back. Right. That's in, way better than the stock market. And, you know, you're betting on yourself. So I, I think, you know, we, we bonded over that idea of, you know, putting money into your business. It's all about that return on investment and, you know, utilizing a high quality CPA is just one of those areas where you can get a return. And, you know, I'm living proof. I mean, we do it and get a lot of value out of it. So really appreciate you uh, sharing some of your your trade secrets. And, and um, do you have a, did I, did I hear whispers of a book coming out at some point or uh, yes. what, what do you got going on coming up? 
Yes, depending on when people watch this video, my book Raise the Bar will be released on my birthday, December 16th. So I am super excited about that. It's one of awesome. many books that I plan to release. So definitely check it out, look for it, uh, raise the bar. And in the meantime, if you're like me and you're more of an auditory person, you can listen to my podcast, The Law and Quarter Podcast on all uh, podcast streaming platforms. Awesome. And what is your website address for folks? Uh, they can visit accounting-atlanta.com. Awesome. Well, I highly encourage them to do that. And uh, thank you again for your time. Really appreciate it. And happy holidays. All right. Thank you. Same to you.